0: Praise the Lord This is Brother Julius I deal with me Going through the book of Ephesians So I pray that the Lord will open your understanding so that you can Understand the mystery of the kingdom of God and what God planned for mankind That he has been revealed to us through Apostle Paul In his letter to Ephesians The book of Ephesians is very similar to the letters he wrote to the Colossians he was explaining this mystery and he summarized the mystery in the in one of the verses here and says it is Christ in us is the hope of our glory Christ living inside us is the hope of we receiving that glory that we lost through Adam because Adam lost a glory that's why woman beings have to go through the grave he that eaten my flesh and naked my blood that's everlasting life and I will raise him up by the last day so that is how we get that glory back when Christ started when Christ lives inside of permanently and it's a permanent and you see can he live inside every ball of it is he, eternal because he said where two or three are gathered together, there I am in the midst of them? He's omnipresent, he's everywhere, and he wants to live inside you, inside me, inside everyone that are born again. And wants to accept him, he deposits the Holy Spirit inside you so that he can come in and out. You can go he's in you. He's in you he doesn't need to go, it's not just everywhere. So it's inside of us. So that is how we have the glory back. And then in the end, we shall glow like he glows because our our our, our spirit is like a candle, and to be ignited, and we will glow the ball of light. That's how we can disappear and go into another universe, another planet, like a, like in, at the speed of light, and come back into the physical body. That is the plan of God. And God is already Jesus Christ is already using that now, and is going to be inside us, so He can make us become like that. That is what this mystery is that Apostle Paul is explaining. In so many words in chapter letters of Ephesians and I'll continue to read it from we are in verse 12 right now let's read Ephesians chapter 1 starting from verse 12 is what I'm going to read because he said God planning." from verse 10 he said God in the in the, the person of the fullness of times this is the plan of God that God might gather together in one all things in Christ both which are in heaven and which are not even in him I use an analogy if you want to if 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 a government wanted to build a city a new city fresh from the ground they will get what we call a program manager that is going to be responsible for building this city under this program manager will be projects and each project we have a project manager because when you are building the city you know you have to build hospitals you have to build roads you have to build houses you have to build supermarkets bridges and all those type of things those are each one of them is a project and each one we have a project manager all these project managers will be under one program manager that's how engineering is done even up to now now think of god wanting to do this project a big program for the for the universe so he said god is going to put this under one person who's going to be in charge of all these things Of all these projects or these programs. And that's what he was saying in verse ten that in the dispensation of the fullness of times it might gather together in what? All things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth. So you see, if God is going to put all these projects under one person, under one man, yes. Who is that one man is going to choose? It has to be God himself to be able to do this not just, not just planet Earth Planet Earth is a small speck concerning to the whole universe But God himself has to be the man So he came in form of a human being As the program manager For this big gigantic program To save human beings And that is why he said In the dispensation of the fullness of time He will, He might gather together in one All things in Christ Both which are in heaven and which are not Even in him And you see God has given us examples of that over the biblical history remember the story of uh, joseph in egypt it was a type of christ where pharaoh was the ruler of the whole world then because pharaoh was this so egypt was the superpower then and pharaoh was the was he was the ruler and there is a, a a little hebrew man that came through in the in prison and pharaoh had a dream and said he a dream of a famine was coming and the, somebody that knew Joseph said I know one slave man in, uh, in, in the prison that told me my my dreams and they called Joseph and he told the dream and Pharaoh said I'm going to make you be in charge of everything only in the throne will I be higher than you Take take over the whole of Egypt and that was how Joseph became like Prime Minister for the whole of Egypt and saved them by the wisdom God gave to him so that all the food were gathered and people begin to come from other parts of the world then from Canaan land to come and buy food in Egypt and Pharaoh and Pharaoh just handed everything over to Joseph that was a type of what God was to say Joseph was a type of the Messiah coming at the end but the Messiah is not just to save the whole world he's going to be the king of the universe the ruler of the universe So that God just returns there you just handled everything that's why it say he says putting all things in under his son, Jesus Christ, because he is inside his son, and then the son is going to be living inside us. That's why the Bible said, "You look at it as." Uh, uh, let me show it again in the in, a, in the let in the prayer of our Lord Jesus Christ when he was praying the final prayer in the Gospel of John chapter seventeen. What I just described to you is a uh, is a insight or meaning of what the prayer meant. John chapter 17 here is the prayer of Lord jesus christ before he went to the cross and that he told us that it is the father in him he in us that's how we are going to get that glory back you can read the old chapter 17 that was the old chapter 17 was the prayer of Lord jesus christ i'm going to point to the bible verse where he mentioned that in verse 19 from start from verse 19 and for their sake i sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth Another prayer for this alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, as thou father art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. The glory and the glory which thou givest me, I have given them, that they may be one even as we are one. Verse twenty three is where I'm going I in them and thou in me. That they may be made perfect in one that the world may know that thou hast sent me and has loved them as thou hast loved me you see that se- that sentence i in the- that jesus christ in us and the father in jesus christ so we have the father inside the son the son inside us so that's how we have god living inside us and that is how he's going to be controlling us from we from inside you see That is the standard that's how we have that glory back, the glory that Adam lost. Because now we are going to be controlled for himself. We cannot sin. We can never sin. Christ will be in us permanently forever. That is the plan of God for the ages. Let's go back to the book of Ephesians that we are reading, because that's what Apostle Paul was describing in uh, in many words to us in this chapter one. That Christ, God is putting everything under Christ. All both in heaven and earth will be under Christ. Because God is in Christ, God put it in my flesh. That's why when you get to the book of Revelation, chapter 22, the Bible said there was no temple in that city. And who is the temple? He said that the Lamb is the temple of it, God inside the Lamb. And he said there's nothing with a light in that city. The light of Christ is covering the OC. God himself is light inside Christ, and Christ is light glowing from him cover the old city and that is really what god is god is light so when you begin to see you begin to understand the book of uh, ephesians better as you as i'm explaining let's go further in chapter chapter one of the book of ephesians and i was reading from verse 10 where he said in the dispensation of the fullness of time god might gather together in one all things in christ both which are in heaven and which are on earth even in him in whom also we have he obtained an inheritance in the last in the last uh, broadcast i was explaining why we call it inheritance because we are inheriting all that god created god is not dying god is just handing over the control to us his, his children just like a rich man when he gets to the point he wanted to retire from operating these things he just handed it all out to his children they inherit these things not that the rich man has to die before they inherit it. He just kind of retire, withdraw from all the oppression. The sons are now operating it. And that is what happens. And that's what God is saying. He said, We are going to inherit all these things. God is not dying, God's not going anywhere. He's in us. the spirit is in us, and we are now in control. That is what he planned for the human race that he has created to be to ruling these universes that he has created. And that's why he call it inheritance. He said in the book of Revelation, chapter. 21 He that overcometh shall inherit all things That's why we are inviting you if you have not come to Christ you better come to Christ so that you can be a partaker of this Now let's go on into verse 12 Verse 11 says in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who walketh all things after the counsel of his own way Verse 12 that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ in whom ye also trusted, after that ye he heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance, until the redemption of the precious possession, unto the place of his glory. Now let me explain that verse 14. He is telling us right there in verse 13 and 14, that we, when we believe we are sealed by the Holy Spirit into that kingdom, we are sealed like a like a spiritual seal we are sealed as a mark upon that we are now part of the kingdom of god that we are talking about by the holy spirit of promise and that is our deposit we call it the earnest of our inheritance when in the in the in the in the current world if somebody is trying to buy a big thing like a, a estate or a house in america for example and you get the real estate uh, the the real estate agents that are selling this property you say I want to buy this house they ask you for the earnest money like a deposit so that they can take it off the market so then when you pay that deposit that's your earnest they call it earnest money or deposit that uh, you are interested in this house and you want to put money there. and then they walk through the papers into escrow before you finally come and read when you come when you when the paper is completed you bring the rest of the money and it is now yours so what the bible is saying is that God is giving us this Holy Spirit of promise as the deposit for inheritance that we are going to inherit this thing that He has promised and that is our deposit the Spirit of God that is deposited in us is the earnest of our inheritance the payment of, of the fact that we are going to inherit all these things until He call it the, the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of His glory so God is purchasing us and he's going to, and he's redeeming us and he gave us this, and this Holy Spirit has the the deposit and he's going to come back to to possess what he has purchased you understand that? when you buy the house once you pay the deposit down then they went through the paper when you call this now in escrow and this thing, when this thing is in escrow that is when that is when these things will now continue to be to be processed but you can't get into the house yet until it is closed they call it close of escrow when it is close of escrow then you take over the property that's why you come to possess it to possess the house that you bought after every paper is done paperwork is done so that's what apostle paul is using to describe it in verse 14 because Ephesians chapter 14 that we have been given this earnest of our inheritance god is putting that holy spirit in us as a deposit until the redemption is going to the redemption of our what he purchases is going to come back and redeem it or possess it the purchased possession is not come to possess it and when he possess us and when God now is possessing us is when we are fully brought back into the glory that he promised that is our body will glow like Christ Christ in us God is in Christ Christ is in us and that is when he says until that redemption of our of what he purchased he has given us the earnest till that the Holy Ghost is the earnest. that's why we can speak in tongues we can see the signs the power of the world to come that we are enjoying now praying for the sick healing the sick speaking the Holy speaking in tongues all the type of things that we are doing those are power of the world to come that the Holy Ghost is making us to enjoy like a, like a deposit of what we, what we have in Christ Verse 15, Wherefore I also after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, Cease not to give thanks for you So Apostle Paul is now saying because these people that he is, That he is writing to the Ephesians he said he actually heard that they have been saved He was not the one that converted them But when he got word that these people have converted he is writing to them so And this letter is to build up their faith he say, I say, so it's continue to pray for them that they will understand this mystery, so that we're not just following blindly, but is making it gave us more knowledge by the by teaching us what he also learned from the Lord. He says, he's making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Now, you remember that Bible verse 17. The prayer that Apostle Paul is praying for these Ephesians, which I also pray that prayer for ourselves. This the, that God will give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, because it's, the more we know of Him, the more we will be like Him. say so we have to know Him more so that we can behave like He wants us to be. Him behave, because He said you, you, when we have the knowledge of Him, we are to be like that. The Bible said that when we know Him, we have to imitate Him, be imitators of God. That's what the Bible said. So that we have to get that more revelation it that to take spirit of wisdom and revelation to know him more. Verse 18 said, "He's praying that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that spiritual enlightenment, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the sense. That is, when our eyes are open, you'll be able to know what is this hope that I have been explaining, that we are going to inherit all these universes that God has created. That is the hope of his calling. He's calling us to come and inherit something be something good. So that's why we we, it is, we do well to obey Him We do well to follow Him We do well to love Him We do well to follow So that we can inherit these things And get away from all the things the devil is trying to push us into Or pull human beings into Which is sin That will make us not inherit what God wants to give to us Because that's exactly what he did to Adam To make Adam not inherit what God gave freely to Adam And now he's, the Lord is giving His back to us And is telling us that He's praying that Apostle Paul is praying that the eyes of our understanding be enlightened so that we may know what is this hope of God's calling on our life. And the riches of this glory, of this inheritance we are talking about, it is inheritance in the sense, God is inheriting us and we are inheriting all that he created. See? Remember in the book of uh, in the Old Testament, God told the Hebrews that when they are dividing the land, they should separate the Levites. The Levites are the Family of Moses, the father, I mean, the, the line of Moses. They are not told to be to be part to be. They divide the line to six to twelve tribes. Deliverance will have been the thirteenth tribe. Said I know, deliverance should be separated from them. They are inheriting God. How do they? What do they inheriting God? See, they are like the priests. They are like the people that are sacrificing for the for God for the people. So everybody bring their arms bring their goats. So the Levites and the Levites will help them kill it at the temple or wherever they are going to do it. But you see the purpose of that was that they are inheriting God and God is inheriting them. And so the same way God is saying we are going to inherit Him, him everything that He owes and He is inheriting us. So He said that we are His own inheritance is our inheritors also. So that is really what the Levites also were, were typifying because that is the plan of God that the Christians, the only people are inheriting all that God created in the Universes and we are also going to be helping God do all the things He is still going to do creating new things in the Universes so let's go on and see more he said he, he's the Apostle Paul is praying that our eyes be open to understand these things so that we can yield to God and love Him more verse 19 and that we may know what is the exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe according to the working of His mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come that is God exalted Christ far above all everything else almost like how Pharaoh exalted Joseph in Egypt far above everybody else, he said that he, only in the throne will I be higher than you Joseph he turned everything over Joseph he turned everything about egypt over to joseph to take control and joseph did well and that was a, a type god used that as an example of what god is doing at the end when he's going to turn everything over onto christ who is god manifested in the flesh that you'll be like us human beings. and not only not just everything on this side everything in heaven also unto christ because god is in christ and he's the he's the calling the program manager from heaven himself and that's to be god himself as that program manager that it's not only controlling this physical life it's going to be controlling the whole universes that God has created visible and invisible that's what the bible say and that is what he is explaining here in the apostle Paul is explaining it here because this revelation came to apostle Paul to make it preach to the gentiles so that we can know that this is what God is calling us onto and we will humbly follow and be happy that he's calling us because it is by election and you should be happy that God calls you to believe these things and to be a particle of this inheritance That we are going to inherit god's things all the things that god created we are going to inherit it it's a great honor thank you jesus verse 19 says and what so that we may know what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church we are the church the body of christ which is his body the fullness of him that filleth all in all. so apostle Paul is saying god has exalted christ above all things and make him to be head over all things and over the body which is his church we are the church of christ the body of christ and he is our head and he is in evil so that whatever we do on that in his name he will approve it in evil that's what he said whatever you shall bind on that is bound in heaven, whatever you shall lose or not is losing, so that's why he's in heaven, ratify everything we do or not in his name, and that is why we have authority over all those satanic forces, over all spirits, and we have authority over everything that moves upon the earth because that is the plan of God when he said, Let us make man in our image and let them have dominion over the fowls of the air, over the beasts of the field, over the fishes of the sea, while the creep is why everything that moving upon the earth that is anything that is spirits. those are the faults of the demons the beasts of the field. those are the satanic forces everything that is on this earth he said we are in control he just said we are in control of all this planet earth when he created man and the man is created in this image is Christ and the saints of God that is making at the the world that we are to become like Christ that is what he, was plan- what he was prophesying in the book of Genesis chapter 1 but that's why he said male and female created he them in Genesis chapter 1 verse 27, and that is the power of God. Apostle Paul is saying he's praying that our eyes will be on, open to understand this mystery that that is being revealed. That is when he, our eyes open, we will know we will know God more, we will know his plan more, and we will be able to yield to his plan. And let's go into chapter 2. Apostle Paul continue this letter because the letter of Apostle Paul is not written in chapter one, in chapters. People just divided into chapters for or, or our own reference after they compiled it chapter 2 is continuation of what he was saying in chapter 1 of Ephesians chapter 1 now we we'll go to chapter 2 and he went further and said you and you as he quickened that is we that I, that he's talking to That is writing the letter to as God quickened who we are dead in trespasses and sins that we were formerly sinners but God has quickened us to make us means he make us turn and become alive that's what quickening means. You are, you are made alive. Even though we were formerly dead in sins. But it made us alive now. Wherein in time past we walk in sins. According to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now walk in the shielding of disobedience. As all those people that are still committing sin, they are, they are following the devil. The devil is the one walking in them. Doing this work through them. Um, but he said we we were well, being used by the devil like that before. Until Christ came and set us free. See, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. That when we were dead in our sins, following the course of the world, God quickened us through Christ. He made us come alive by when we are born again. That's why he's explaining here that we were just like the rest of the world before. But when the gospel came to us, God quickened us. He made the Holy Ghost change our hearts and become saints of the Most High God. Quickening spirit together with Christ. That is when Christ resurrected, we are also resurrected with Him by faith. And it went for us, this by grace, ye are saved. That is, it is a free gift of God. You say, said, well, why am I the one saved and not my, my other brother, my, my co-school, my co-colleague and so, so God is calling you so that you can also help to save others anyway. You have to remember that. But it is by grace that you are saved. Not because you are so good and you are so better. You are so smart. It is a gift of God. And everyone is called to come and receive that gift. But you have to receive it. Verse 6 of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6. And God has raised us up together. made us sit together in heavenly places in christ jesus that is we actually to believe that by faith that we are translated into heaven in by faith and we are seated in heavenly places in christ jesus as christ is in heaven right now we are also inside him seated in heavenly places in christ jesus verse 7 that in the ages to come god might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through christ jesus for by grace he has saved now apostle is repeating that by grace are we saved True faith, that is our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ is saving us, but it is a free gift from God. That not not that not of for yourself, it is the gift of God, it's not of our works, not of works, lest any man should boast. it is not because we did something special, it is just grace of God that is given to us. For we are is workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should work in them. That is God is working is working us remember that the bible is saying if we are saved by grace and not of our own works it is a gift of God not of works let's man should boast we cannot boast even where well. we cannot boast against those that have not understood Christ yet or that have not believed we just humbly say Jesus is the only way come to Christ and he will change your life save him but it's a grace that gives to us, and we just accept that grace it's like if somebody is giving out money and say okay come and take it somebody can say I know, I'm not interested but those who are stretching their hand and taking it is giving them that money that's what we are, it's a free gift and we are taking it so God is calling you sinners, you unbelievers, you muslims, you voodoo believers come to Christ and He's giving you a grace to change your life that will make you a new creature of Christ and make you a saint so that you can be you can inherit this same thing we are discussing inheritance of God to inherit everything that God created and He's calling you to come and receive it when you receive it, it, it is yours those who rejected it then they have to accept the blame so he saying it is by it's a gift of God not of our works let any man should boast and say he is better than the other person it is just God calling you and you accepted the call he said we are his workmanship that is God is working on us created in Christ Jesus unto good works so we have to remember he has called us now to begin to produce good works what is this good works? the righteousness so that we don't live in sin anymore we are now bearing the fruit of righteousness gentleness kindness patience meekness Faithfulness, love, those are peace. Those are all the fruit of the Holy Ghost that is in us. The fruit of the Spirit of God that has created us. That is the fruit which you begin to show forth and walk in that newness of life. He said, "We are His workmanship. God has, is working us, making us like you say. a workmanship is like when the carpenter is making a chair, and it's it's a shaping it and it's some paper in it." That is what we are. God is shaping us. Some people in us, we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God has ordained that we should walk in them. This is where I'm going to stop. I'll continue this in the next broadcast. I pray the Lord will give you understanding so that you can compare what we are saying that we are saved by grace through faith that we believe Jesus Christ died for us on the cross and He is now coming to live inside us and we now begin to follow Him and it will become easier to follow Him to obey those precepts because He is living inside us right now god bless you and i'm going to pray for any of you that are having some troubles you are going through jesus christ said if we ask anything in his name he will do it so i'm going to pray for you if you have sickness in your body right now lay your hand upon the part of your body that is hurting or that is having any sickness and as i command right now in the name of jesus Christ, your body will be well father i pray for all the people that are listening to me right now in the radio land in the name of our lord jesus christ I command the spirits of sickness and disease to come out of them and enter them no more in the name of Jesus Christ I say so all you spirits of sickness and disease that are causing pains or affliction or sickness of what kind come out of this world. and listen to me and enter them no more in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that is it friend. you are healed believe it say with your mouth say I am healed say I receive my healing right now say it again I receive my healing right now in Jesus name and begin to thank God. just lift up your hand and thank the Lord right now say Father I thank you for healing me Thank you Jesus Christ for healing me. Say thank you Jesus Christ for healing me. Say it again. Thank you Jesus Christ for healing me. By His side we were healed. By the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross, you were healed. Amen.